Welcome to Tories in 10, where we explore important legal and business developments in just 10 minutes and discuss how they may affect your organization. I'm Joel Ramsey. I'm a partner at Tories and I'm co-head of the technology transactions practice. And I'm here with Aronik Shaw. And I'm a senior associate and my practice focuses on privacy, cybersecurity and data governance. In today's podcast, we will briefly explore what's been going on in Canada in terms of open banking and discuss the first phase report issued by the Advisory Committee on Open Banking that was recently released by the Minister of Finance. It's helpful to define what we're talking about because open banking, as you know, Ron, particularly is often misunderstood. Absolutely. So open banking is a system that enables customers to access their data, such as their financial information, from their bank and to securely direct it to third parties such as fintechs and other banks. Those third parties can then deliver useful services to customers using that data, and it's frequently in combination with other data from other sources. Open banking initiatives being pursued in many other jurisdictions, such as the UK and Australia, typically require banks to provide customer information to authorized third parties through these standardized interfaces called open application programming interfaces. We refer to them API, as APIs. <clears throat> and these are an important part of current open banking initiatives. It's helpful to think of them as secure pipes through which the data is transferred in order for open banking to occur. So Ronick, that's, that's how we're defining open banking. Maybe you could provide a brief summary of what's happened in Canada so far. Sure. So um, as you pointed out, the Minister of Finance had appointed a advisory committee in 2018 to explore the merits of open banking. Um, and in January of 2019, that advisory committee launched a consultation process um, by uh, doing a series of um, stakeholder meetings uh, and uh, written review of written materials. Uh, fast forward to uh, January of 2020, uh, the Minister of Finance announced, as you noted, uh, that the government will be moving forward with um, open banking and that uh, the advisory committee will now focus on a second phase review of open banking to assess the privacy and cybersecurity issues uh, around it. Uh, Joel, I was wondering, uh, I know you've read this cover to cover, uh, and what your thoughts were on the report and if things stuck out for you. Thanks, Ronick. I, I have read the report and it, it does cover a lot of ground. The first thing to note is that the committee has chosen to use the term consumer-directed finance instead of open banking. And the reasons for this rebranding, so to speak, come out of a concern that the word open will be misconstrued to mean other things, such as the system will allow open access to all of a person's financial data, which is not really the case. And in fact, it's intended to be for the benefit of consumers. Uh, yeah, and I thought that uh, it was interesting that they called it uh, um, consumer-financed uh, uh, banking. But it, it, they, they, they really focus on not only individuals, but uh, small businesses. And so I think instead of con the consumer, they could have thought of more inclusive language like customer-directed um, uh, banking. Um, but those are just my thoughts. That's a, that's a good point. Uh, they do focus on... Um, consumers probably quite a bit more than customers in, is a more general idea, but I, it's true that it could be used by not just individuals, but by small businesses. Um, in any event, the people who use it are intended to be the beneficiaries of the 
system uh, because it'll allow them to have a greater number of choices to manage their finances and, and it also will help to serve underbanked communities and populations. Um, it's also noted in the report that consumer-directed finance is intended to be part of a larger transformation in Canada to a digital economy and in part it should enable Canada to be more globally competitive by fostering a growing economy focused on innovation which is um, really important these days. So the report says that without swift and concrete action, Canada risks falling further behind than it already is in global, leader, uh, global leaders in financial services that have already made inroads in open banking, such as the UK and Australia. The report also discusses the government's role in developing consumer-directed finance framework. Uh, specifically, it says that the, the government's there to set the guardrails in a manner to protect consumers and participants while allowing innovation to flourish. It's a bit short on specifics, but it concluded the government should play an important role in bringing together all the different stakeholders and to define objectives and deadlines. <clears throat> I thought that um, that collaborative approach is quite unique to Canada, and especially if you compare it to other jurisdictions like the UK, where it has been more of a top-down approach to um, open banking. Uh, and what, what are your thoughts on that? Well, the report does say that uh, the government should allow, uh, or should encourage, I should say, the industry to determine the best technical solution because banks and technology companies are in a better position to determine what those APIs, for example, should look like. <clears throat> the government is there to facilitate that and probably to play a role in coming up with some kind of accreditation system where once those standards are put in place, then fintechs that want to interface with the bank um, have the proper you know, security and when data gets transferred. Yeah, I liked that they also talked about uh, the, the approach being not too prescriptive. So I think that allows um, the reg regulations and reforms to be nimble and uh, evolve over time, I think. Nimble and evolve, but also be safe. That's and right. as, you know, as you know, Ronik, the, the privacy and cybersecurity issues seem to be at the heart of the consumer-directed finance. Can you Tell us a bit about what the report's findings are with respect to those issues. Sure. So not surprisingly, the committee uh, noted that privacy and cybersecurity are, are and should be at the heart of um, consumer-directed finance and its implementation. Three things kind of stuck out at me. First was the recognition by the committee that privacy and cyber risks exist uh, and in some situations may be amplified by open banking. But they, they, the committee was of the view that these risks are not impossible to overcome and that equal weight should be paid to um, the growth of a vibrant financial ecosystem and to technology and its innovation. Um, further, I think the committee recognized that uh, these risks also arise partly because the current market is unstructured. And by implementing a structured framework, um, these risks could be mitigated. So, as you mentioned, including um, accreditation framework, uh, enhanced uh, consent and control requirements, and data governance. The second um, finding that I thought was interesting was uh, the committee recommended that Canada should have a principled approach to consumer-directed finance, and this includes providing and enabling consumers with more choice and meaningful control, and that's really in line with the global movement in privacy uh, providing individuals with more control. And the third um, finding that I thought was uh, fascinating was that the committee recognized the broad potential of um, open banking and it recommended that the government align its 
um, digital efforts more broadly with uh, the open banking reforms. And so one particular example of that was that the government should align open banking reforms with the ongoing efforts to modernize PIPEDA. Um, and PIPEDA is being updated to ensure that it remains adequate with EU's GDPR, which is their privacy uh, regime. And can you give an example of how PIPEDA should be more aligned with GDPR in order to facilitate consumer-directed finance? Sure. So yeah, one of the, the things being contemplated is uh, introducing a general data portability, right? And so that would just mean um, uh, open banking, but for all sectors. And so mm -hmm. the, the committee kind of recommended that open banking be used as a blueprint for, uh, for how um, PIPEDA and its reforms can enhance data choice and control uh, across uh, sectors. So it's clear that you need to be able to have portability of your data in order for it to move from a bank to a fintech, for example. Absolutely. And I think aligning that with international standards also allows Canada's open banking to be interoperable with the international system. So again, it goes back to that competitive advantage in maintaining uh, the ability to be uh, globally competitive. Has the government discussed next steps with respect to consumer-directed finance? So in terms of immediate next steps, uh, the committee will undertake its second phase review with a focus on um, privacy and cybersecurity. In the longer term, the uh, committee has recommended that gov the government implement its reforms within one or two years. Um, so I think there is still uh, a lot of development that's going to be happening. But in terms of, um, given that there is um, still uncertainty and um, uh, a lot of moving parts, what should organizations currently do, Joel? Well, knowing that a large part of the population already uses fintech services through screen scraping, as you mentioned earlier, um, organizations should, should consider how to mitigate their risks. Uh, many financial institutions and fintechs are already partnering to offer consumers greater choices through access to data through mechanisms that don't involve screen scraping. We could also see banks mandate the use of proprietary rather than open APIs and uh, contract mechanisms such as bilateral data access agreements rather than a regulatory framework um, until that regulatory guidance is given. That would be similar to what JP Morgan is using in the US. This isn't likely the long-term solution the advisory committee has in mind, but it would bring more certainty to the security and liability issues that come from screen scraping and, and the status quo. In the longer term, organizations should continue to prepare for um, a new era of digital banking. Having an enterprise data governance program, as you mentioned, would be a huge part of this, which we expect to be reflected in the modernized APITA. There's a sense of urgency in the report because the world of fintech is changing so rapidly. So the framework will hopefully bring a greater sense of cert certainty and stability uh, sooner rather than later. And you and I both will continue to monitor these develops in consumer-directed finance in Canada, and we'll be speaking with our clients about it as things progress. That we will. Thanks for listening. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening. You can find more insights from our lawyers on Tories.com.